Paris one week after the attacks, today on The World. I'm Marco Werman. Seven days on, Paris is still coming to grips with what happened. The neighborhoods where the attacks took place still bear the scars from that night. Since I'm three years old and I, I can eat, we buy the croissant here. And here we have the... Right over here? In right over here where you see the bullets on the glass. Also, we check back in with a bystander who helped us cover the attacks last Friday. I mean, I feel pretty traumatized by the whole thing. and I don't know how those people inside are waking up in the morning. He's referring to those who survived the siege at the Bataclan Theater. Plus, we visit the Great Mosque in Paris, now guarded by soldiers around the clock. That's all coming up today, here on The World. And a week after the attacks in Paris, another hostage crisis. The one today happened in Bamako, the capital of Mali in West Africa. It's over now, but earlier in the day, armed men stormed the Radisson Blue Hotel in Bamako, where a lot of Westerners stay. The attackers reportedly were shouting, God is great, in Arabic. The precise death toll has been hard to verify, but authorities say at least 27 people were killed. It's not clear if that includes any of the gunmen. At one point, the militants held more than 170 people hostage on the top floors of the Radisson. Earlier today, I spoke with reporter Ramata Jaure in Bamako. He told me the siege started early. It all starts quite early in the morning at around 7 in Bamako when some people with weapons came in a car in front of uh, named Radisson Blue. What we have heard is that they first entered the hotel using the guns and they directly went to the seventh floor. Uh, all the troubles began here. The crisis lasted several hours until Malian security forces stormed the building. Afterwards, one of the hotel guests spoke to reporters. I heard gunshots very early in the morning. I thought it was firecrackers and didn't realize it was a hostage situation. I left to go to the hotel restaurant, and then I saw that there was a lot of smoke, so I returned to my room. At one stage, the Malian forces came to get us. They knocked on our doors and evacuated us in small groups via the stairs. Security forces apparently went from room to room checking for additional casualties. Mali was a French colony, and France has stationed troops there in recent years to battle an Islamist insurgency in the north of Mali. So I asked reporter Ramata Jaure whether authorities in Bamako are seeing a link to last Friday's attacks in Paris. Nobody, even in the police or in the military or even in foreign uh, people uh, living in Mali, are spoken about a link between the Paris attack and the and Bamako attack. No linkage to Paris, and Jaure says this hostage-taking at the Radisson did not surprise a lot of residents in Bamako. Not really. A lot of people know that Bamako is not really what you can call a secure city. And we have what, uh, no longer a lot city. of groups that can do uh, attacks. It is not really, really surprising. That's reporter Ramata Jaure in Bamako early today. A little more context now on the violence in Mali. This is a place where war broke out in 2012 in the north. First a rebellion by Tuareg separatists, then Islamist fighters joined forces with them. The French army entered the battle and helped Malian forces reclaim the north, but there are still skirmishes. Journalist Andy Morgan has been closely watching the fighting over the past few years. He used to manage several musicians from Mali, and he knows the country really well. After years in the music business, he began focusing his writing on Mali's insurgency. I spoke with him today from his home in Bristol in the U.K. 
Mali, especially northern Mali, is not a place where you can easily crush a rebellion. It's a very, very huge territory. It's surrounded by very porous borders that are easily crossed by local people. So therefore, basically, the jihadist insurgents basically went underground when the French arrived in 2013 and have been more or less on and off waging a low-level guerrilla stroke terrorist war since then. This is another more major chapter in that ongoing struggle. Mali is a huge country, uh, most of it the Sahara Desert in the country's northeast, and that's where most of the fighting during the rebellion took place. How surprising is it that this attack took place in the capital? Unfortunately, the jihadi activities have been slowly drifting south over the last year. One of the reasons for that is that there's a new jihadi group on the scene called the Masina Liberation Front, which uh, suddenly popped its head up a year ago and started attacking a lot of places, a lot of police.